Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of The Real Steamy Podcast. I am your host, Jarvis Hall, uh, director of the East Metro Steam Partnership, where you know we always keep it real steamy. And we are excited today. We have a wonderful guest. I want everybody to give a big round of applause. We have to go all the way across the river to Vancouver for this one. Uh, we are bringing in Dave Barcos, uh, the business uh, director of business development for Foremost. Give a big round of applause for Dave as he comes in. Dave, thank you so much for, for joining me here today. Oh, Travis, this is going to be awesome, man. I appreciate you having me. And, and, and we always have some, some good conversations. We met back uh, a couple years ago when I was doing some work at Concordia, and you were over doing some work with North Bank. Uh, are you still doing some work with them? I am. Uh, I am. Yep. Yes, you have you have a fascinating career. You 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 do a lot of <laughs> really cool stuff, and you do so much of it in the tech world. Like you get to be a part of like the the ground floor of a lot of of tech businesses, and you were really uh, instrumental in a lot of and attracting a lot of the tech businesses to the new downtown Vancouver. Is that is that correct? I've been lucky to be a part of uh, in in the. Uh, in the inside room sometimes, which has been, which has been really fun. And that's the interesting part about, about tech. Uh, me being, having, having a business background, I always like to, to see that intersection of business and tech uh, because that's what often drives our innovations and our new things. Uh, you know, there's of course the science uh, behind it all, but there's also this financial motive that gets people to do stuff. And I know, from the work that we do when we look at it from an economic development perspective, not only do we want some of our young people uh, to be taking science, technology, engineering, and math and art to be able to, to be in those positions for jobs at those new companies that are flocking, not only just to Portland, but also to downtown Vancouver has become a, a technology hub. And you have the technology hub in East Vancouver as well. So you guys are kind of double dipping in technology, looking yep. like, hey, you guys need to let some of that technology come over to East County, but we'll worry about that uh, <laughs> another day. I don't want the folks over at, uh, over at, uh, oh, what's your economic development place? Uh, the RDC guys. <laughs> they, yes. Yes. I, I don't want, I don't want them coming up, coming after me. Jennifer is a great friend of mine. So I know. Wow. It, it, any, any win is a, for the region is a win. You know, there's not a, there's not a us versus them. It's, you know, we're all, we're all in it together. And that's and that's one of the reasons why I brought you on because we we're having some conversations about a, a few other things and we'll definitely get to to those at uh, at some point today. But I really thought you know it's interesting that people when we we think of when I think of the East uh, Metro region and 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 East Multnomah County when you look at the job prospects, a lot of people don't think about there's a lot of folks that actually work across the river in Vancouver in some of these technology hubs and they only see the technology places that we have in Portland but don't realize that hey there's a lot of new startup companies even a lot of the the big boys you have HP across across the way and some of those other entities that are there that are setting up these you know technology hubs really in in Vancouver and that a lot of our students when we're looking at uh, folks to not only contact with us but looking at possible job opportunities that kids be looking at uh, looking across the river for some of those opportunities as well. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely this area has been growing, and it's it's positioned to be one of the top five growth areas in the country. Um, the the, uh, the tax uh, situation, uh, we've got no state income tax, which drives a lot of companies over here, um, and and I think we've also proved this in in you know, pandemics kind of hit uh, a lot of industries really hard. The tech industry. Uh, has been able to play really quick. Has been able to you know rebound and, and stay pretty solid in a lot of for a lot of reasons because of broadband. Um, so people are able to work from home um, and still contribute to uh, the technology companies. So people are you know uh, learning to work and and uh, uh, contribute to uh, technology in in really different ways. No, oh, it is fantastic. And let's let's talk a bit about your path. Right now, 
you're uh, you're the director of business development for Foremost. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and then uh, you know, kind of talk about your journey a bit. Uh, I know I know you're from you're from California. You made your way up to the Northwest. Uh, you've been involved in in tech and in, in startup work. Uh, t- just tell us a bit about your your path and how you you got here because it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Um, so Foremost is a uh, custom software development firm. Um, we've got about 100 employees, 10 are based here in Vancouver. Um, we've got offices in Vietnam, uh, in, in um, Da Nang and Ho Chi Minh City, uh, and then another office in, in Quito, Ecuador. So um, we build uh, big back-end uh, systems, so uh, enterprise-level uh, systems. So these are ERP systems. Um, which is, uh, you know, the operations uh, of these large companies, people like uh, J.H. Kelly uh, is one of our, is one of our clients. Uh, uh, we do back end for discover org. Uh, and um, we also do startup work and that's kind of where I came in. I've known these guys for a really long time. I, uh, part of my career has been advisory uh, and. Um, just, just real quick before you finish that part. Yeah, hold uh, that right there. Just I want to make sure let me know. Uh, ERP systems are the back end of a company that connects all the different areas. So if if the if the electronic, you know, it's more than just the database. Most people think of it as that, but it's the it's the electronic hub that connects your accounting, your finance, your HR, uh, your marketing, all those different aspects and allows your higher level management to be able to make business decisions based on that information. Yeah. So uh, in case, you know, I, I, I'm always into the weeds of the tech stuff, but in case those <laughs> who, when they're like, oh, we make ERP systems, it's it's the it's essentially the engine that runs the company. It is. On good, the, on, good, catch. I, I for, good catch. Thank you. I, uh, I forget that a lot of times. Um, it is. Uh, they're really complicated. A lot of times people are using big systems like Salesforce, um, which can do their customer relations management, their, their their client management and everything else. But it doesn't talk to another system that may be doing uh, manufacturing or supply chain info. Um, and we can come in and stitch those things together and add some value. So, um, yeah, thanks for thanks for clearing that up. Um, but uh, another thing we, that we do here is we work with startups. Um, and that's one of those, you know, entrepreneurial, you talk about this kind of path of people getting involved in tech. Um, that's one of the things that I became passionate about about, 2000, uh, about 2015. Um, you asked for some background. My background is as a creative director. I, was a, I would do... Um, ads for Nike and Intel and Adidas. And um, and so I would be doing the creative work, uh, the design work of either um, ads or websites that you were seeing or, or in magazines or uh, not too much television. I've done one or two television commercials. Um, but I loved that creativity and, and a brand was always something that I, I, loved giving a voice to, right? Talking to people about why they are doing what they're doing um, was just a, a amazing conversation. I, in 2014, I started working with startups because I, I did a couple of workshops and out of about 200 people, 95% of them were all startups. And teaching people about brand, was, I, didn't, I didn't realize that startups didn't know that. I just kind of was so steeped in the world. I didn't realize that. And so I started talking to a lot of these early stage founders and find out what they were trying to do. And I, I fell in love with it. Fell in love with you know, the, the ability of, of a new founder to get a vision of, of technology uh, or a product or a service, something that they were trying to do or a food um, in some cases. Uh, and how do you bring that to life? How do you bring that to, to market? Fast forward a little bit, I spent a, a lot of time as a community organizer pulling those uh, founders together and trying to you know, connect them to investors, uh, advise them on how to build their businesses. Um, there was always a huge technology component. There was always, uh, you know, that it was an, it, an app that somebody wanted to build or 
um, uh, software as a service that they wanted to build or, or something. Um, and that's what really led me to Foremost. So I've been working with Foremost for about probably about five years uh, now. And then literally just came over here and started working with them for director of business development uh, this last year. Great, great, fantastic. I got a, I got a, I got a couple follow-ups. We're gonna, yeah, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk a little more. But I first want to take a quick break for our sponsor. Uh, today's episode of the Real Steamy Podcast is sponsored by the Monoma Education Service District, which has a current open position for an instructional technology specialist. This is a full-time uh, teaching position. This position works collaboratively with education and technology services to provide technical and pedagogical support for instructors and administrators who are teaching in an online environment. You'll consult with classroom teachers on effective learning management uses and effective delivery of instructional content in an online platform. You collaborate with technology to address complex technological issues regarding software usage, configuration and development, and provide support to other ESD employees, districts, families to support effective use of instructional technology. Applications will be accepted from now until March 17th. So you have until March 17th to turn in your application. Feel free to visit our website at monoma.ted.k12.com uh, slash hire and you are able to see this job as well as other job postings. So feel free to visit, once again, monoma.tedk12.com to see this position as well as others. Thank you, Monoma ESD, for sponsoring this week's episode. Uh, so I want to, we, while we're having a great conversation before the show, sometimes I have to I have to stop uh, stop having so much pre-show stuff and just just throw it all right into the show. But we were we were talking a little bit about uh, we were talking about gaming and some of the 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 different things and, and the intersections and stuff and just how how some things are a little bit different. But I found it interesting when you were talking about um, kind of people coming up with with new ideas. And then bringing that to the business, and then helping people bringing that uh, to market. Where do you see a lot of this coming? Where are some of the drivers for some of this? Is, is the market driving some of these things? Is it that the entrepreneurs are are, are having more passion? Is there is there uh, is there more appetite for these things? The more people are getting educated in some of the STEM areas, what are you what are you seeing in that regard? It's really funny. I think um, startups are always born from this, um, you know, find a need, fill a need, right? It, it comes from you got a problem and you got to figure out a way to fix it. And that could be, you know, whatever it is. It could be the, it's about a food. It could be about uh, you're trying to use somebody else's software and it's not working. Um, it could be because you're trying to get something done and, and there are barriers. And, and so you see opportunity because of, uh, you know, entrepreneurs see opportunity because of their experience. Um, tech is usually at the heart of it because it's enabling so much of what we do now. Right. We used to call tech a, a sector, uh, you know, that you'd have manufacturing or meta medicine or education or something as an individual sector, we call tech a sector. Tech is now a major component of all of those sectors. And so, um, you know, you look at how people solve these problems. You have technical founders and you have non-technical founders. Uh, and sometimes somebody's going to say, I know there's a need here, but I can't program it. And then there's somebody else that says, well, I can, uh, there's a need here and, and I can build it. Um, so entrepreneurs come out of anywhere. You know, it's, it's, not, um, it, it's not like they're, they're coming out of any one sector or any one place. It's people that are having challenges and problems that they want to see fixed. 
you know, um, because because tech is so is so prevalent anymore and it's advanced so, so much. Um, what you're finding is that it takes less to build something bigger. Uh, you know, if you log on to, you know, with with nothing but a credit card that they won't even charge, um, you can set up an Amazon Web Services account. And when you talk about cloud, um, there's there's things that you can do, the libraries that you can access, and and you can build something, a prototype of a of an application or a concept that you're trying to build. You can build it for free, and 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 have something made in a week. You know, or or a day if you're if you're good with depending on what you're trying to do. Um, so what you can do is you can take these concepts that people have, and they can execute on it quicker. And and that's what's that's why you see so much more uh, an acceleration of ideas. And that's and that's what I find interesting, and what I I'm really hoping we can work to try to incorporate more in schools because a lot of times. People look at just the technical aspect of stuff and they think, oh, we just need to teach that particular technical aspect so that kids and young people know how to do it. What I think we should be more fostering is our inquisitive inquisitive minds and then using that to drive the the need for them to acquire a skill. So to go to the kid and say, hey, Let's solve a problem today. Yeah. And for you to solve this problem, you're going to need to know, know how to learn X, Y, or Z. You know, I, I think about how stuff is now. Just something simple as a website. You know, you can go to, you know, Google or, you know, Squarespace or, yep. or Weebly, and you can have a website up in 10 minutes. Yep. You know, I'm... I'm I'm old school. When I was in college, we had we had to learn uh, Dreamweaver. I don't know if you remember that from oh, back God. in the day. I do, I do. And and that and that was the hottest thing at the time. Like yeah. you were cool if you if if you could program a website on Dreamweaver. Like you had to go get uh, a person to to do a website, which you know you still you still may need to for a lot of stuff. Sure, but you can have a basic. You know, you can have a basic web page in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't recommend that for more complex websites and stuff, but there's there's so much that even with just little knowledge, you can you can put something together. Well, but the thing, you know, technology is I always consider it like fashion, right? It, it, it you you have the appropriate technology for where you're going to go. If I'm going to high school dance, I do not need. Uh, a custom tailored, uh, you know, two thousand dollar suit. You just you just don't. Now, if I'm gonna go and and show up, you know, at at uh, you know the state legislature, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna testify in front of Congress, I, I better look better. I can't have the same suit that I had, you know, the same style suit. And technology is the same deal, right? You don't try and tackle the world all at once. You you you. You build out a small concept, uh, and then you, it can grow. And and so, look appropriate for what you're trying to do. Now, one thing I do appreciate, while you all uh, at home aren't able to see this, we do appreciate that Dave did break out his two thousand dollars suit for <laughs> uh, for the real steamy podcast because he knows you know you only you have to you have to dress your best when you're coming on the real steamy. So we we. we we appreciate you breaking out the uh, the Taylor Brooks Brothers uh, suit for us. We, we we really appreciate that. Would never do anything less for you, but <laughs> what what one thing I do want to bring up is, is uh, because one of the ways we had we had met uh, and talked about kind of using uh, technology to to solve some problems. I thought uh, it was something real interesting that you all had in Vancouver. Uh, especially in downtown Vancouver, to deal with some of the kind of last mile transportation issues. Um, you guys have, what, what is the, uh, what is the service called? Ride. Uh, Ride, R-Y-D. Yep. And I thought that that was really cool as a way of, of getting the downtown businesses 
your economic development areas and and your transportation piece together to say, okay, how can we address some last mile issues and get get transportation uh, to folks around uh, around the downtown corridor? And I thought that ride was a really cool way of doing that. Can you talk a little bit about that yep. uh, and, and and how that how that worked and even kind of how that came together a bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the local, uh, one of the local, uh, you know, kind of movers and shakers uh, is uh, Casey Wyckoff. He owns LSW Art- um, uh, LSW Architects. Um, he's been on the board of CRDC, uh, and uh, he just kind of is in some of those conversations. And it occurred to him that this, this you mentioned the last mile, right? Um, we don't have a parking, we don't have a, a parking problem, but but that doesn't mean that we get around easy. You know, we don't want the big buses coming down through downtown and stuff. And so he saw, well, what if we got these little, you know, uh, you know electric shuttles um, that we could do? And then we could write an app and work with the local businesses so that, you know, we were getting their employees to work, you know, set them up in a little mini parking ride. So it was this little, you know, kind of concept. Uh, so there was a technology component to what he built. He went out and got sponsors that, that wanted their, uh, their employees brought into downtown. Um, and so that came together in pretty short, in pretty short notice. I think it was probably a year. I think it was probably a year between the time I first heard about it and the time he was having, you know, a couple, uh, a couple of them, uh, running around town, um, working, uh, you know, on, on kind of on call. So it was a cool thing to have happen in town. Now, I think it's I, man, I think it's fantastic and you know definitely if, if you have some some time take a look at uh, the RYD type in RYD Vancouver and uh, you can take a look at what what they're doing there I thought it was a very interesting way that a that a community came together with that so that wasn't a you know it was it wasn't the mayor or the governor saying you have to do you know, this thing, it wasn't the, the president of the United States coming in with, yeah. with something. It was just the minor community saying, Hey, you know, we got to, we, 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 we have an issue. Can we, can we work together and, and make something happen and then use technology as a way of doing that. So you have your, you know, uh, environmental impact there with those, with those being electric vehicles. Um, you know, you're, you're helping with economic development, making it easier for businesses to locate downtown so it is it's it's really a really cool way of people coming together around technology to solve problems. And I thought that that was always something uh, I thought was it was incredible. You didn't you didn't have people worrying about the you know the tax implications here or whether something was 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 liberal or or or, or conservative. There was no political parts of that. Just hey, we got a problem. You know, we 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 can. With some money together, we got some tech. Let's solve the problem. And I thought that yeah. that was, I thought that that was beautiful. I, I, I really did. And that was one thing I've always been jealous about from, uh, <laughs> from downtown Vancouver perspective. Yeah. Is I'm like, hey man, like, can we get this done out here? I've been, uh, I've been really trying to in my other roles. I was like, hey, we got to do this. This is really cool. <laughs> uh, but I, I really appreciate, uh, I appreciate being introduced by that uh, from you when we came out and toured the, the area with. With Concordia, and I was like, "This is the coolest thing in the world." Yeah, I thought yeah. it was fantastic. No, it's um, awesome. We got people that are we got people that are even up in that game. There's a there's another startup here in town called Connect Air, and basically they're doing the exact same thing. It's just they're doing it with private jets. Oh man! <laughs> so they so are they are, are they coming for the net jets empire? Is that they absolutely that? are. Uh, with a whole new concept of ownership, but they do the same thing, right? It's uh, all these little uh, small local uh, private jet uh, or private airports that you can get to instead of just the main hubs. Um, and because of the way they've democratized it and and broken down ownership versus like if they're an Uber driver, basically, instead of having to be, you know, those fractional ownership that, that uh, a lot of these net jet and, and uh, things are doing. Um so you fly up to Seattle. Uh, I, last time I looked, I actually was just looking into Bellingham. I think and it went. It ended up being seven hundred bucks one way on a on a on a six on a five seater. So 
you know, that difference, you, you think private jet, you're going to be like way out there, right? It's going to be like $3,500 or something. Um, but it really, it's more expensive than a commuter flight, but it's not anywhere near. It, it becomes, re you know, approachable. So yeah, they're they're kind of innovating up here. An awesome one. Well, let them know they definitely have to put the the helicopter game in. Oh, that's he's a that's helicopter the, pilot. That's 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 one of the things that we we're we're that's that's big at the Troutdale Airport. Is uh, oh yeah, we're, we're we're really big in the helicopter game. We still have, we still have uh, I think they lowered the runway a bit. We still have some of the some of the the, the private planes that, that that still go there, but we're we're really big in the helicopter. Nice uh, game out at at Troutdale Airport. So uh, we have to bring bring some of those apps coming coming in at East County. We'll we'll have some <laughs> we'll have some conversations. Uh, but I wanted to transition a bit. We had we had talked about you had, uh, you were you were working on some projects around some youth things, in particular yeah. a uh, uh, a museum. We are uh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I don't know. You know how much you can share, but uh, oh, I, I, I was excited to hear about the project and would, would yeah, love no, to hear is, more about it. Yeah, thanks. No, this is I'm, I'm really excited about this. Um, Vancouver exists in a in a, you know more a part of the Portland economy than it does out of the rest of Washington, um, and we really kind of export a lot of our culture. Right, we come down there for. You know, a, a lot of certainly the food scene in Portland, you know, it's growing up here, but uh, things like that. Um, so there's, you know, what do we, the conversation was around what do we do to build a stronger um, sense of community and foster that? And one of the things that came up, um, GD Bennett used to be the executive director of uh, Workforce Southwest Washington, has had this passion project, and she recently retired from that position. And said, "This is real. This is where I'm going. This is what I want to do." Um, so she put together. We've got a nonprofit called the Columbia Play Project, um, and that's you can go there now, ColumbiaPlayProject.org. Um, and and what we've done is set our sights on building a world class children's museum in Southwest Washington. Um, and and I, I absolutely love her passion and the vision for, for what she's pulled together. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, you know, there, there's so much emphasis on STEM and, and you, you know, your, your emphasis to, to add the arts and, and put it into steam. One of the things that we looked at as well is a huge thing that we're kind of losing in today's society is we're, we're just reading headlines. We're not really kind of reading for enjoyment or reading the depth of stuff. So we thought adding R into that, Right. So now you've got science, technology, uh, reading, uh, engineering, arts and math. Right. So we put a stream together. And one of the amazing things in this area has been the Columbia River. Right. Going back to the, the, the discovery of, of you know, the, the route to the, uh, the coast um, with uh, with Lewis and Clark, the stream has been a huge piece of it. So. We're looking at using that as the foundation for the the stuff that we're doing right now, uh, and we've got a path to get there uh, uh, to get to the uh, the museum. Um, but even the stuff, ev everything that we're going to be doing is going to be layering in all of those individual elements uh, under the theme of you know what the river uh, has 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 brought to this area and this whole region. See, I'm, see, I am just now trying to get everybody onto Steam uh, <laughs> as, as a piece of it. You know, it's, it's like, you know, when they have one of those records in sports, that's like, you know, uh, I, actually, I think back to uh, uh, there's a there's a documentary on the on the Boston Celtics and the L.A. Lakers. And there's a, a time where Kevin McHale had like a career night where he set the all time scoring record for the Boston Celtics that had stood for like 60 years. Like it was a, it was a long record. And then like nine days later, Larry Bird broke it. Like that's what I'm feeling right now is like, I'm finally getting people to understand it's not just STEM, it's STEAM because we have to include the arts, especially for, uh, for graphic design, for architecture, for all those things. There's such a, a art component in design 
that 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 has to be addressed. And like I'm getting everybody on Steam, and right when I do that, you guys come in with stream, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just not everybody's gonna be on the on the, on the stream. But I do think that's that's really important uh, because reading this is. You know, I think about the old, you know, NBA. So now I'm thinking of the old NBA commercial. You know, reading is fundamental. But, yeah. yeah. But reading is so important. And I think what sometimes gets lost, especially on our children, when it comes to technology, is there is a there is someone who who told me once that that technology is the language of business, because oftentimes our students don't even know some of the some of the terminology who know what it is that they want or know what it is that they can do or, or, or even be in those, those conversations. But I think it's great from a, that you're incorporating that because you have, you're looking at, at having this, this, this place where you get a lot of hands-on learning, a lot of hands-on opportunities, but you're also remembering that, Hey, reading is a component to this. So it's, yes, make some things, yes, play, put your hands in the dirt, Make these clay things, you know, do these different things, but you have to be able to read. You have to be able to internalize. You have to be able, there's so much more to reading, because a lot of that is also communicating. So mm-hmm. it's being able to understand what it is that you want, that that I need, understanding directions, et cetera, et cetera. And and tying that to our natural resources is, is fantastic. I'm I'm excited to see the see the project. Uh, to see how you incorporate the the environmental aspect of it, which I find interesting that, uh, and I guess almost anything can be political now, but uh, like like we we politicize certain stuff when we all use it, you know when it's uh, you know I saw I was doing some work in my in my prior roles around the Superfund sites that they have in in Portland, right. and it's like man we have we have this beautiful resource the river. And now it's a fight over who cleans up the river. Yeah, it's it's it should be because we all use the river. It is so. It is. It's it's it's, it's great to to think about these collective things, and to start uh, even with young folks starting to look at how are we going to solve these problems? Because we can sit here and point the finger all day about this or this going on, but at the end of the day, we got to have clean air. We, we, we got to have clean water. We got to have healthy, healthy streams, healthy rivers. Yeah. We have to have those things. So now it's starting to become a point where it's like, let's, 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 let's take the finger pointing out of it. How can we use technology in particular to address some of these societal needs and make some things better for everybody? Yeah, no, I get you. I, I, and, and you're absolutely right. We do. Uh, we've been talking about climate change and it is that's a political you know, thing as well, what, you know, but if you, if you take a look at what we've been trying to do from, from that point of view, um, we've been talking about stop polluting. Well, if, if you, depending on what you believe or, or understand of what's going on in that situation, we kind of passed some of those benchmarks. We're past stop making it worse. We're like, how do we fix it? And that's where new technology, you know, has got to start playing a piece inside of it as well, because we've got to bring new solutions. And the reason I love entrepreneurship and that I love working with, with, you know, kids and, and the package, the, the, you know, packages we're putting together to teach and educate them is people need to be creators and not consumers. Right. What we've done is if you can spend an hour flipping through TikTok and and numbing your brain to it, you're a consumer of what somebody else created. And what you're not doing is you're not becoming a creator yourself. And you're not being creative if all you do is turn the camera around and start dancing or filming your cat. You know, we got to raise the bar for what these things, for what our creation actually is. Um, and I think that's, regardless of the technology that you employ, right? Are you bringing real thinking to it to, to make bigger impact? And I think that's where, you know, like I said, beyond the technology to use it, technology is a tool. But 
those other pieces, right? The arts being in STEAM is so critical because art gives us meaning in life. Yes, man, that is, I, one, I, I just, I, I wish we could put another hand clap on that one because that, I mean, <laughs> man, I have been saying that to people for so long is that yeah. art is what gives it context. Yeah. Like it doesn't, the, the tech doesn't mean anything. The science doesn't mean anything. None of all these things mean anything without art. And that's why it so happens that when we when we look at, at Steam, the A is right in the middle. It is right in the center. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would like to say that's by design, but the word Steam was, you know, kind of already created. Uh, plus, it sounds a lot better than if we put it at the end and it was STEMA. Like, <laughs> like STEMA, what is that? Uh, but, it, but it sounds a lot a lot cooler with 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 steam but it's it, it is yeah. in, in, important that the the art gives a context and i like what you said and i'm definitely i wrote down because i'm keeping this quote by the way uh you say where you say we, you know we need creators not consumers yeah and that's what i think is really cool about the columbia play project is that you're 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 trying to influence children to be creators. Yeah. And I think especially for when I look at our, our, our kids in East County, I like that a lot because it it, it it allows them to feel empowered. They have an opportunity to impact the world. And and our goal, even with our youth advisory council, is not just to, to pacify or placate them and say, here, here's a little project, knock yourself out. But to really try to challenge them and say, hey, here's a problem. How about you help create a solution for this problem? Yeah. Even though it may not be your responsibility per se 100% today, but your thought process can help develop what may be the solution. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's hard also is I think we put a lot of pressure on kids. We really, really do. And they got more pressure than we ever did growing up, right? But we also have, as adults, I think we put a lot of pressure on them that they need to find, you know, their joy, their track, that you've got to, you've got to, you know, be a, and and I agree that you need to be a a contributing member of society, right? With whatever your skill is, if you're going to, if you're going to write music, then, you know, write music. If you're going to be a programmer, write, you know, do it. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a mechanic, right? Whatever you do, you're working with your hands, whatever, you know, put everything into it and contribute. But I think we also put this organizational structure about how uh, you know school has to be the one to teach you all that. And so you have to figure all that stuff out and and do it. And and life is really organic. You could be walking home and a, tr- a bird falls out of a tree and you go pick up the bird and, you know, nurse it back to health and you find out you want to be a veterinarian. That didn't happen through school. You could go out into the, you could go out for a walk in, in the woods and decide you want to be a conservationist, right? You might be in school reading a book about something uh, makes you want to be a pilot. Inspiration is going to come. We're in for inspiration is going to come. I think we just need to be able to foster it when we when we find it and when we see it in 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 you know people and kids specifically. One hundred percent. Want you to hold that thought because we're going to come back to that. Um, once again, today's episode of the Real Steamy Podcast is is sponsored by Monoma Education Service District which has a current open position for instructional technology specialist. This position works collaboratively with education and technology services to provide technical and pedagogical support for instructors and administrators who are teaching in an online environment. They consult with classroom teachers on effective learning management systems usage and effective delivery of instructional content in an online platform. Collaborate with technology to address complex technical issues regarding software uses, configuration, and deployment. This position also provides support to other ESD employees, districts, and families to support the effective use of instructional technology. Now, this position 
the applications are currently open. Applications are being accepted all the way from now until March 17th. So you have until March 17th to get your application in for the tech, for the instructional technology specialist at Monoma Education Service District. Go to their jobs page at monoma.edk12.com slash hire. And you'll be able to find this job as well as other employment opportunities with Monoma Education Service District. Remember, uh, the instructional technological specialist at monoma.edk12.com slash hire. Thank you, Monoma Education Service District, for your sponsorship today. Uh, but yes, I wanted to. I, I really appreciated what you what you said there, Dave. It really, it really just a lot. It's really is how many ways can we find opportunities to give exposure to children to various aspects of things that they might not know that they're interested in, and far often, especially for our, our underrepresented communities. We tend to focus so much on uh, on some of the primary pieces of school without thinking, okay, not only do they need to have other experiences, but we need to show them how that applies. So it's not just enough that they're learning math. It is how are you applying this math? Yeah. So like if you would have told me, and it didn't happen until – I got to some other college classes. For for me, uh, sometimes math was a, was a struggle. Like I was I was doing well in math, but the higher level math, the calculus and stuff, there were some times where I might have been having some issues. But if you had told me, hey, you need to understand these derivatives so you can understand how the stock market works, I would have been right in there calculating all kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if you would have told me that, like, that would have been what would have reached me as a student was like, hey, understand how these uh, how the, how these derivatives work in the stock market. I would have had an A in calculus. <laughs> uh, very, very easy. Uh, but when you just say, hey, you know, here's a here's a formula, you know, find the, uh, you know, find find a tangent of the. Of the line, I'm, I'd I'd have been like, eh, I don't know how to do all that or whatever. <laughs> but if you if you make it real to me now, it's like, okay, I can, I I have a motivation to do some of these things. Uh, <laughs> but there's yeah. so much of that 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 which is why I'm excited for for the Columbia Flight Project is because yeah. there's, there's just opportunities that that kids are not getting to do things in an environment. That isn't academically uh, inclined. So, like they can, like they can mess up. Yeah. And and to to add to that pressure that students have, they don't. A lot of them don't feel like in school they can mess up. They can try some new things. Yep. And there's a great TED talk on uh, how how schools stifle creativity uh, oh, because. Yeah. Students aren't allowed to kind of be individuals oftentimes or be themselves and kind of stand out and try some wacky out of the box stuff and see if it'll work. Yep. Because yep. you just never know. And when I think of all the great creations now, you know, when I think social media now, I was just starting college when when the the real social media as we know it today kind of hit. Mm -hmm. So when I was younger in school, it's when the first iterations of kind of social media year. Your uh, your AOL chat rooms, yeah. and you know back when dial up was a thing, which kids yeah. would have no idea what it was, <laughs> but at the time was the coolest thing in the world. But you know that, that's when your email address was some you know weird name like mine was was like Big Chocolate or something like that because you had to have a cool <laughs> screen name, and like and then that was your email address. And now everybody has kind of a professional email address because they have a Google phone or. Our, our iTunes account and that and that goes with that uh, particular one, but you know it's because there are young people who who thought differently about how we could bring people together. Yes. Thus, we have social media now. Of course, that those 
those innovations were also backed by venture capitalists, which there's a there's an equity component, which I'm uh, definitely trying to work on as something where we have a lot of younger people of color who don't necessarily have access to those venture cap and other things to allow the time to allow some of those to grow. Like people see Amazon as this big behemoth, but you know, Amazon lost money for like seven years. You know, Uber lost billions of dollars before it started to, to, to make its way. I mean, even Elon Musk, who everybody loves, uh, as, as, as much as valuable as Tesla is uh, from a stock market perspective, they don't sell they don't sell more cars than Ford or or anything like that. But uh, but no, they're getting he it. has access to this stuff and he can try SpaceX and and other things. Uh, I mind you, if you look talk a little bit about just kind of uh, from a from an equity perspective, are we seeing uh, as, as part of the, the recruitments of businesses out in, out in Washington? Are are we starting to see some more? Uh, opportunity for, for entrepreneurs of color or even younger people to be able to come in the game and say, hey, I have this idea, you know, I'm interested in this tech idea. Can you fund this? Are, are we seeing more of that uh, in your experience and with uh, some of the work you're doing with, with Foremost? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely a, a huge um, a huge shift and it, and it's, and it's needed. Um, you mentioned it before I came from the Bay area, right. Um, complete multicultural area that I was in. Um, when I moved up to Oregon, it was a shock. It was a shock. How, how homogenous, how white the whole area. It's was. okay. You can, you can say Oregon is white. Yeah, <laughs> it is man. It just, it's crazy. It, 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 it freaked me out. I, I didn't know, man. I was walking around downtown and I couldn't figure out what felt different and weird. And I realized there were no people of color around me. I'm like, what that? what's everybody, what'd you do with them? That's not right. What is weird. Um, and that was in 89. Um, and I think there's been, uh, there's been a, a big focus and a big shift on it. I think it is changing. Um, and, and I love it. I think we're, we're just, you know, richer for it. Um, to start recognizing what's happening in those communities of color, the way we're um, trying to create opportunities. I think we're, we're, we got miles and miles to go. Um, but uh, there have been a lot of things. And, and as I'm, I'm scribbling notes because there's certain things that, that you mentioned um, about access to capital, um, about things that form, uh, the things that Foremost is specifically doing. Um, uh, so if, if your group or, or people don't know about two uh, events, um, Stephen Green is a, is a great community activist um, working with Pensol right now. Pensol is an amazing company that helps, uh, um, that helps people learn how to get into, people of color specifically is where it started, uh, to get into footwear design. Um, and he's nationally recognized. It's phenomenal. Um, but Stephen Green, as an activist, has always been really tight. And he runs another event called Pitch Black. Um, and it is an entrepreneurial event where they bring in people of color and it is uh, them pitching their ideas. And it's really kind of like, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Detroit Soup. Yeah, no, no. I've, I've been to Pitch Black. You've been to Black. Pitch Black. Oh, man, I've, I've been to every one. Love so it. if, if, if this happened, I've been at. Yeah. So, uh Yep, I've been there. It's a great, it's a great opportunity for people that just have an idea. Like you don't even have to have it yeah. fully fleshed out, and it's yep. grown so much. I remember the first one was over at his place at uh, over at the the Oregon. What is it called? He has a he has one of the only uh, with his partners nonprofit uh, uh, nonprofit brewery. Uh, over in, in North right. Portland, and they have a uh, they have an event space on top, and that was where the very first one was. Yep. And uh, the last one, I think they, they had it over at Wyden and Kennedy, as a as a matter of fact. And yeah. uh, that was a, a a great one. I've thought I've thought I've had a couple ideas. I'm thinking one year I might dust off my uh, <laughs> my, my, my pitch things and, and pitch there. Um, but I actually hosted a pitch competition when I was with uh, East Metro Economic Alliance over in East County nice. called uh, 
called uh, Startup East Metro. Uh, wow, I'm cool. thinking about bringing that back for for the for a youth edition. Yeah. Uh, so we could have one for for young people because I'm really uh, a lot of my work is really trying to ensure that there's pathways for for younger folks to be uh, yeah. a part of some of these conversations because they just feel they just feel left out like they can't do it. Yeah. And there's so many of these ideas. And that what I appreciate with Stephen Green that he does is, as you were talking earlier about kind of being creators and not consumers, taking the things that people love to consume and saying, hey, you can be a part of the creation of this. Absolutely. So yes, you we have a passion for shoes and footwear. Hey, you know, you can actually design some of this stuff. And, and that's what I do sometimes when I talk with, with young people. Uh, like if a young person comes to me and says, hey, Jarvis, I want to be a rapper. And I'm like, fantastic. Let's learn this audio engineering. So that even if even if you don't become an audio engineer, you at least know what to act for when you get in the booth. Because it's more than just, I'm writing down these raps. Like you actually have to know audio engineering and what it means. <laughs> uh, yep. You know, and, that, and that's even what we try to do with some of our young people that we work with is, Whatever your passion is, great. Let's learn not only both the business of that industry, but let's learn the technical aspects of it too. If you want to sing, hey, learn the technical aspects of of, of, yeah. of music. You want to you want to be in shoes, man. Hang out a pencil. Understand it's more than just I got this really cool uh, design. It, it, it made me smile because I, I talked. We talked earlier, and I, I said I got a PS5. You know, for my kids, of course. Uh, <laughs> And I'm and I'm playing uh, NBA 2K, and you know you, you play it long enough, you 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 get all these what they call VCs and uh, uh, virtual cash, and you get so many fans for your player, yeah. you can unlock certain levels. Of one of which is you get to design your own shoe. And <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing. I had my my daughter who's eight years old next to me, and we designed a shoe for my player. And she yeah. thought it was a cool thing. And I named them after her. They're the, they're the Faye Eights because she's eight. So they're the, <laughs> we call them the, the Faye Eights. And she thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I try to take that opportunity to say, hey, if this is ever something you're interested in, you can design these things. And people can buy your shoe. You know, yeah. you can design the, the program. And people can use your program. You know, yeah. you don't have to just use Facebook. You can design the next social network you can you can design the next whatever it might be and even if it doesn't work the knowledge that you gain from doing that can set you up uh, a lot yeah 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 it, it there is there's so much depth and i think that's what people don't realize right and it, that's what starts to take a lifetime and a career to kind of to build on right and and hopefully we can find these points of inspiration where where you know, kids are finding something that they want to do enough that they'll commit time and energy, right? Because I think, you know, all this, all this millennials are lazy or Gen X or Z or whatever it is that, you know, any stereotype about how they're entitled or, or, you know, not paying attention is just, is just wrong because what we're just not doing is we're not focusing on the individual and their inspiration. Because when we find, when you find that nugget, when they find that, then they'll dig into what it takes and they'll get bigger and better and badder at what they're doing, right? They'll become a force in what they're doing. I mean, for take a look at just simple Minecraft, right? Minecraft would be mind-numbing for me. I, I, I can't. It's mind-numbing for me and my son. <laughs> I can't stand it. Yeah, and there's people that have built like replicas of San Francisco, <laughs> and I'm like, I watch them trying to, you know, hack and put one wall and one brick and make it this and that and everything. I, I don't know how people do that, but that tapped into somebody's passion and they created something amazing, right? Oh, 100%. I, I still don't get it. But that's when I learned yeah. that, that the way my kids think yeah. is not going to be how I think. Yeah. And my yeah. job... As a as a parent, and then eventually as an educator to for for other kids, is is not to stifle whatever it is that is, but yeah. to find a way to help them harness it. Yep. You know, I, I've, I've been watching WandaVision because I'm, I'm deep into the MCU right mm -hmm. now, and yep. 
you know, it, it's curious, you know, all these different characters, there's folks that help them find that, uh, that, that, that superpower and help them harness it. Yeah. You know, as I was in a storytelling class and they, they said, you know, how are you going to be the Yoda to somebody else's, you know, Han Solo story? So, yeah. Yeah. you know, be that Yoda for them. And that's how I'm trying to look at for my kid. I don't understand Minecraft. I don't. <laughs> he will he will watch a YouTuber do Minecraft for an hour. And I'm like, how? Like, let alone play it for an hour. How do you watch somebody do it for an hour? But it's uh, not my place uh, to do that. It's my place to say, hey, uh, have this interest. Right. How can we how, how how can we either learn more about the back end of how that works, or how can we do that to where you can apply this over here? If you like to build things, how can I put more ways for you to build things in front of you? Yeah, you know how how how, how can I get you more of yeah. those experiences that aren't just the consumer end of you just watching a YouTube, but you being a creator and and being I mean we're we're like I said I'm stealing that. And uh, I'm going to be using that as one of our themes is how do we encourage uh, creation over consumption? Yeah. And I think it's going to be huge for the kids. I'm excited to, to see uh, more of the Columbia Play Project. We'll include a link to that in the in the description of the, of the podcast because I, I want more people to see that. Uh, you can also go to theforemost.com. If you have any, uh, if you have any back end needs uh, for some of your enterprise systems, so Dave is, is happy to help with any of those things directly. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're a if you're a a, a budgeting entrepreneur in the tech industry, uh, Dave is a great person to contact. North Bank is doing some some great things. If you need some space, I believe there's still some some co working space available in North Bank. North Bank is an organization that, that does a lot of education pieces. We do event work um, and we co we work with one of the the um, uh, co-working spaces up here. Um, yeah, so, so we don't have space ourselves, but we, like I said, I'm, you I've can been help people. You can help people get it. You can help people. That There's so much, there's a lot of training I, stuff that's really cool that we didn't quite get into because it's a, yeah. it's, it's a, where we're, it's more of a, it's a steam podcast or yep. sorry, stream you know, we'll, since <laughs> Vancouver's in the house, we'll call it, we'll 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 call it a stream podcast today. We'll we'll put the R in there. Uh, so we didn't dive we didn't dive into as much of of the the entrepreneurship stuff. But if you are an entrepreneur, uh, you're in the Vancouver area, definitely check out North Bank. They have a lot of great resources, a lot of training. Uh, there's there's a lot of really. If you're an entrepreneur, you're not alone. So even though we people like to say. You know, you're doing this by yourself. No entrepreneur does it by themselves. It's about fostering an entrepreneurship community. We are hoping that in East County, we're going to be able to focus uh, to, to be able to have more of an entrepreneurial community as well as technology and other resources out for folks in East County. And I really appreciate Dave coming on to talk about how they're fostering these things in Vancouver. Uh, we hope to replicate those. And uh, we also... Uh, we also gonna we're also gonna come and visit, so don't think we're not gonna come <laughs> hang out at the uh, at the Columbia Play Project. I'm bringing my kids as soon as it yeah. opens up and as soon as the pandemic goes down a little bit. Uh, we'll 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 be there. Uh, we 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 like to hang out in Vancouver, so we appreciate you. Anything you want to you know kind of share as as we part with with folks? Anything about STEM or STEAM or STREAM or <laughs> business or tech or kids? Anything you have the floor for? A few minutes. If there's anything you want to share with folks, yeah, no, man, Jerez, I just, I just appreciate the chance to get on and and, and talk with you about this stuff. You just, you know, uh, you, you've been trying to make things happen. I think when this, you know, as soon as we met each other, I think we were just like, yep, we we got it. We're we're on the same wavelength, and and you know, the way we want to inspire people through whatever we're doing. And I think, uh, you know, excited to see you doing this podcast and and the work that you've been doing. So. Um, no, thanks for thanks for having me on, man. Great. Thank you so much. Everybody give a big round of applause to Dave Barclos, Director of Business Development for Farmost. Give him a big round of applause. He's been so great to come on. Dave, we thank you for being here. We're continuing to watch. We'll keep an eye out for the Columbia Prairie Project. Uh, one of these days, I'll get Stephen Green on this 
uh, podcast. <laughs> Usually wherever I go, I get them to do some kind of yeah. event where I'm at. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to get them on the podcast at some point. Yeah. Thank you for being here. We thank you to MESD, our sponsor for today. Make sure you go to their website and apply for the instruction instructional technology specialist position. Thank you all for taking the time. And as always, be sure to keep it real, real steep. Thank you.